This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. It's all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG 13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta. Angina is here, but first. Do you want to see me gored off? Because I think you want to see me gored off. Are you a lady like me? Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual like me? Beguiled by a bargain? You like wild times? Like me? Are you serving the community like me? Well, if you are, then you must be very Delta. I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta, a luxury public access podcast and YouTube talk show where I look gorgeous speak extemporaneously, and invite fascinating people to sit on the couch and get Very Delta. Very Delta is for the woman who loves the style and versatility of Nine West career footwear and accessories. Nine West, lead the way and never stop dreaming. But first, let's get into some things that are Very Delta. Delta! Okay, Um, it's Cyber Monday. We just got past Black Friday. Where are the deals? I feel like once upon a time, Black Friday was like the coolest thing. People would go uh, camp out. They would bring their lawn chairs. They would wait outside a Target for the brand new Gollum doll or whatever the hell people wanted. Everybody was going to get a deal on a television. People were going to get, um, I don't know, whatever those blockbuster doorbuster specials you know walmart would put saran wrap or whatever around certain things and they would say this is not available until black friday and it would be like i don't know slippers or something for for two dollars cheaper i i just feel like i don't see these deals like here's the thing cyber monday is obviously like i get into cyber monday just because i do a lot of online shopping so i feel like i get a better deal on a cyber monday i'm not buying a tv i want like i don't know 40% off on a dress. That's what I want. I want um, cell phone cases. Like, I want shit like that. I was never the person who lined up for stuff. But I have to think about the fact that, like, I don't have kids. So maybe if it was, like, toys or something that I needed to get for them and that was the only time I could get it. But listen, everybody has been doing these Black Friday sales forever. And they call them pre-Black Friday sales. You know what they need to put on sale? Fucking groceries. Put groceries on a Black Friday sale. Everything is so expensive. 
You know what really needs to go on a Black Friday sale? A combo at McDonald's. A combo at Wendy's. Why are we paying $15, almost $20 for a combo at these places? Like, I know why. Obviously, these companies don't want to pay their employees the right rate. And so they have to like start charging everybody more for food because they're not going to hit in their profits. So they're going to make us pay more and they know that we're going to pay for it anyway. And they know that they're going to work these poor people into the ground. And these people are working so, so hard and they're not being compensated fairly. That's why they, you know, start encouraging like this tipping culture and everything is more expensive because they think, well, shit, make these consumers pay for it. So we don't have to pay for these living wages for these people. So it's now our job to pay for it, even though what? I mean, is the stuff that expensive now? I don't know that everything has gone up that much in price, like not not that quickly gone up that much in price. Why? Why are we allowing this? I don't understand, like, why Black Friday is not happening at Wiener Schnitzel. (laughs) I want to deal. I don't want to have to pay like Black Friday is supposed to be for an actual deal. Like, I don't want $5 off. I want something to be $4,000 and then it's on sale for $1,500. That's the Black Friday sale I want. I want to go in somewhere and have them say, like, whatever happened to buy one, get one free. Like, how about some of that? How about, um, what would be a good Black Friday deal that I need? Hmm. A bo- How about a, a bottle of perfume with a gift with purchase? Remember we talked about that a long time ago? I'm still on it. I still want that Black Friday deal of like a gift, an incentive, not just something stupid, something that people are going to use, an actual value where somebody says, you know what? It was worth waiting in line that I've been a customer of the store for a long, long time and they they did me right. See, that doesn't happen anymore. There's no more like brand loyalty or store loyalty where people are saying, you know what? It's been a hard year. As a company, we're going to do X, Y, and Z for the people that come here. On Black Friday, this is what we're going to do. Because we know how much you have invested in our company to make us great. We are going to say, this is an extra wonderful special. Don't sell $15 slippers that cost you 22 cents to make and then tell somebody, guess what? Instead of $15, those are going to be $13.99. And that's what we should be waiting in line for. That is not a deal. How about the fast food restaurants say, bring in a receipt that you bought something for fucking Black Friday and we will give you $5 off your $15 combo. That sounds like a Black Friday special to me. Give me a, I, I want a Black Friday lunch. I want a Black Friday iced tea with an iced teaspoon in it. How about that? How about for Black Friday, you say, come into our restaurant. And for Black Friday, we're going to give you an iced teaspoon to stir your drink with like a proper country, like a classy place. Where's that? Where's that Black Friday special? I want to see. a. I don't want to see just something that sounds like a doorbuster deal. I want to walk away feeling like. I'm glad my money went to that company. I'm glad I was treated correctly. I'm glad I was greeted at the door. I get it. You know, this is another little, uh, a a thing that's been cooking in my brain for a while. You know, I get up here and I talk extemporaneously about shit. I wish people would be a little more grateful for the shit that I don't say. 
I wish people would be happy for the things that I hold in. And there's something I've been holding in for a while. And it's something I think about. And it's probably not going to go over well. And guess what? Fuck off. Oh, well, you don't like it. What's going to happen tomorrow? Remember, my rent's going to be the same price. My house payment's going to be the same price. My bills are going to be the same price. This is my problem. I know employees are not being treated well by stores. I get it. I get that Black Friday's horrific. I worked in retail. It was a different time. It was a different place. There was when there was brand loyalty. However, I worked very, very hard during holiday seasons and back to school and uh, 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 the, you know, white linen sale, all of it. You know, I did it all. Um, and I, I'm sure when I first started, I made minimum wage at the job. You know what I mean? And then I got raises and raises and raises here and there. Maybe people are not getting raises now. Maybe they're not hitting that quality of living. But why is it my job as the customer to have to allow employees to treat me shitty because they hate their job? I'm confused as to why I don't work for the company. I'm just coming in here buying something and people are like, oh, God, like looking like I'm like so horrific for coming into the store. And I you know what I do. I hold the space for people to have bad days. I hold the space for people to not be paid fairly. But it's not my fucking job to go everywhere and go, you know what? I should just hold my head down in shame for shopping in here. I'm sorry you have a job. I, I, I'm sorry I expected you to like, you know, greet me. I'm sorry that I expect like I'll go to I was at a store the other day and I saw the person say, why don't you open up on number three? So the lady opened up on number three, but she didn't turn the light on. And this is what I thought to myself as a former employee of a store and also as a consumer. Maybe they're just lessening the blow of this line. So she's going to call over people that she thinks are. The people that need to come over next. Maybe it's not fully open because I don't see a light on. So I waited there and somebody nudged me from behind and they were like, she's open over there. Are you going to go? And I said, oh, I'm waiting for her to call me over. Because then when she was done with her transaction, she had to like put things away and whatever. Maybe she wasn't ready for the next customer. She closes the thing and stands there and looks around. She looks at me. She goes, are you going to come over here or are you just going to stand there? And I immediately go, are you going to turn your light on to let people know that you are taking customers or are you just going to stand there? Because here's the thing. I'm sorry you have a shitty job, but guess what? I have a shitty job too, but I'm not going to treat you like shit. Take it up with your employers. But guess what? Right here and right now, you're serving me. So I need you, toot sweet, to get it together or else I'm going to have to teach you what your managers didn't teach you. And that is that you're being a shitty asshole. I'm sorry. Don't turn that iPad around asking for a fucking tip if you're going to be so goddamn unfriendly to me. And if you don't like it, oh well. Because it's not my job and it's not my place to go everywhere and hold so much space for everyone that treats customers like shit. I know the world is shitty, but I'm not being shitty to you. Okay? I'm sorry you don't like it. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Go back to school. Get a different job. Start a business. Suck a dick like T.S. Madison said. Do something. But stop being shitty to everybody and assuming that everyone's going to be shitty to you. I'm not. I can. I get it all out right here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know where y'all get it out. Get it out somewhere. But I don't get it out in person with people because I don't think people deserve all that. 
I don't think they need for me to go crazy on them. But when they get smart, when they get smart with me, you watch your mouth when you're talking to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't like that. I don't like going places and being told $2 off is going to be your your Black Friday deal. $2 off is not a Black Friday deal. Give me a real deal. See that? I want to see some of this. Where are the deals? Book the deals. Give me the specials. Black Friday. Cyber Monday. Whole Food Wednesdays. Something. Do you want to see me take a break? Well, guess what? I'm going to take a break. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek, and professional. I love to shop online and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders, You can have an online store, you can sell your products directly on your site, and they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Our guest today recently celebrated her husband's birthday with a 21-layer barbecue ranch chicken nacho plate. Please make welcome on China. <laughs> I love that. That's <laughs> well, we're excited about it. I mean, first of all, nachos. Nachos, yes. But this is 21. What goes into 21 layers? So basically, my husband and I have been finding meals on Instagram and TikTok to uh-huh. recreate at our house. And uh, so he found this like 21 layer nachos, which is basically like nachos, cheese, 
chicken, ranch dressing, barbecue sauce, onions, jalapenos, chips again, barbecue, like barbecue sauce again, ranch again, chicken again. Wow. Until you hit like a 21, the 21st layer. And the very last layer is just like two layers of like two different cheeses. And he was like... And for his birthday, you know, we just stayed home because it's Halloween and uh-huh. we dress up for a living. So why would I go out? Right. And I was like, oh, I have a surprise for you. So I made him that 21 layer chicken barbecue ranch nachos. And it was actually delicious. Yeah. So basically every chip gets is covered with something. With something. Yeah. So you do a chip and then you layer and then you do a chip and then you layer a chip, you layer and then you have cholesterol. <laughs> Do you normally eat nachos like at restaurants and stuff like that? Or My husband a, loves nachos. That's his thing. Yeah, that's his thing. Nachos, steak, um, ground beef mm-hmm. is a lot of the staple that we use for like protein when I cook at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, me, I can eat anything. He's a little bit uh, more picky when it comes to what he can digest or want mm-hmm. to digest. But nachos is definitely top three always. Top three. Have you made... Um, air fryer boiled eggs yet? No, not yet. But... My mom has been doing it and she's obsessed with it and they come out perfectly. My mom has always made uh, boiled eggs perfectly. They're never gray, ever. Mm. She's always been able to time it. The same way with rice. She always uh, does that knuckle method. You know, I'm... Yeah, uh, no, yeah, you were yeah. like a connoisseur. Well, you've always <laughs> said like you could just eat like just white rice yeah. as a meal. As a like, meal, I could. Yeah. I actually eat rice or used to three times a day, like breakfast, lunch, dinner. But uh-huh. now I sort of like change it up because I'm pre-diabetic. And, <laughs> and I think the reason why is because I consume so much rice, honestly. Right. Yeah. Why, why do all of us ethnic people like so predisposed <laughs> to everything? There's rice, there's beans, there's noodles, there's something like for all of us. Yeah. And it's yeah. not, I mean, it's it's a staple in Filipino food. It's kind of like the side dish that ties in all the flavor sure. and like, minimizes all of like the flavor that's in each entree mm-hmm. but eventually it catches up it eventually it catches up to you <laughs> and the pre-diabetes says hi hi is like crawling up saying yeah. hello seriously where does actually where does hi come from you know so i moved to los angeles in 2007 mm-hmm. but even before that in new york city like we would say hi to each other in such a long high pitched manner uh-huh and then when i moved here i actually heard other people say it, including Alaska. Uh-huh. And I think it was just like a form of like excited greeting, exaggerated that just happened. Not over time, but like just it just happened. And then uh-huh. it became like a, a thing. So I would be like, hey, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, and I don't know. I don't I don't actually like do it now. But but like growing up into the scene, I'm always like, hi. Yeah. And then there's other ones, too. But, you know, things that we can't repeat but there are variations of it because i find myself a lot of times when someone will like send a meme or something that's like super accurate i'll type back like bye bye yeah. <laughs> right and yeah. there's ways that you say it because you can be like you can laugh bye or you could be like bye. bye like i'm embarrassed yeah there's and just variations no there are variations because we do this too when we're like together uh-huh. and we talk about like shady shit and we're yeah. just like bye <laughs> completely <laughs> completely oh my god that, or, i don't know why we dragged that out i mean i guess like you said because was, we're gays yeah <laughs> yeah probably i saw this meme where the guy was saying that he was walking by a poster and it said 
it's giving season. Like it's it's giving. Have you seen this? Uh, yeah, no, I haven't. He but said, he read it and it was talking about Thanksgiving. He's like, but I'm so gay. I read it as it's giving season. Oh, like it's giving. It's giving yes. <laughs> and he's like, and then I had to think, and I was like, no, girl. No, it's, it's thanks. The season of giving. He goes like, he just looks at the camera. He's like, I'm so gay. Yeah, I'm that's so probably gay. where bye, like bye and hi comes from. Uh huh. I think it's like. We're so expressive. Mm-hmm. We just extend, <laughs> yeah. like the smallest thing, and make it like grandiose. Is that yeah. the word grandiose? I think it, I like that word. Grand. I, I, is that could, an actual you, word? Well, you could say grandiose, but I like uh, grandiose. Grandiose. <laughs> grandiose is better. What was oh I talking about earlier? Um, oh, you know uh, Jane Mansfield, yeah, the actress. Um, not the drag queen. Not, uh, J- that's James. Mansfield, oh, that's right. Who used the word divoon. 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 That's divoon. Is it supposed to be like divine? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not an authority. James probably would know this. Ah. So okay. I should ask James. She yeah, probably we would know that. Should we call um, her? We could. <laughs> no. We should phone a friend. We should phone a friend. Do you when when do you like talking on the phone or texting? There are certain situations where I'd rather speak on the phone uh-huh. than texting. Right. And sometimes texts can get translated in different ways. Yep. And so if it's like a serious personal conversation, I think that needs to be like yeah. one-on-one, eye-to-eye, right. or on the phone. Mm-hmm. If it's professional and business, like I, I actually like somebody was asking to book me uh-huh. and they were like asking me, you know, what's your availability? And I was like, these are the dates that I'm traveling. And they're like, well, what's your rate? And I was like, well, I don't feel comfortable speaking about that because that's exactly why I have an agency and a management so that they can negotiate the terms based off of your asks. But there's a general rate, but I I don't like talking about money Mm -hmm. when I don't have to because it's just easier for somebody to transact it for me. And then I just show up all pretty. I'm ready to no, go. I agree with that 100%. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like um when somebody asks what's the rate, it's kind of like, well, what's what's the what's the ask? Because mm-hmm. you might say, well, we only want you to come in and do one number and then we want you to host for 3 hours and announce this this and this and it's like, well, that's a little bit different than yeah. two numbers and then hit it. Yeah. Yeah. So it it could be anything. Maybe they want because I know you do. You've done charity events, and I think people don't also realize that that there's an even though there's a charity event and you are lending your name and your time, mm-hmm. there is an honorarium that yes. needs to be involved yes. because there are fees that go into mm-hmm. making that presence happen. Yes. Right, yes. and it may not be exactly the rate, but yeah. it di- it differs the costs. But I also think that the honorarium. Um, pays for my work. Yeah, yes. And even if it's less than what a club gig might offer or more right. than what a club gig might offer, like Angina in itself is is work. Right. And I love giving my time. I have put in my time. I have given my time. But when I know that the ass have like when I know that the ass is a little bit more extensive and right. or there's sponsorship or there's ways to compensate for me being there, I think it's fair to say that I'm there because I'm working. Absolutely. So then please compensate me for that work. 
Absolutely. Especially just as you said that a lot of people don't hear is um, sponsors involved. These these fees are already built in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's there. And you can negotiate within that budget. So, but I don't like doing that. Right. Because it's like, you know, like my agency would be like, there is this organization. They want you to just show up for like 30 minutes and leave. It's down the street from you. It's nonprofit. Like, would you, do, you know, would you give them your time and I was like yes I'll give them my time you know it it it's just a conversation but it's a conversation best left for my managers just mm-hmm. just tell me when what time I'm getting picked up and I will show up the way that you want me to and I will deliver the ass but I don't like to talk about all that stuff. That's right. why. That's why we have agencies. See, I need to get on your level because I I I I have it's so hard when you have to negotiate that shit yourself. Yeah. I think what happens is people take you less serious. Yeah, they less do. serious. They, they take advantage of the fact that maybe, you know, I don't know what they're thinking, but maybe they'll take advantage of the fact of A, A B, C, D. And yep. and then I'm nice. So I'm be like, oh, yeah, maybe. But at the same time, like, drag is now a huge business. And, you right. know, when talking about businesses, you have to be smart about the decisions we're making and the conversations we're having. And I will... I will do some deals on my own, mm-hmm. but um, because I've learned all throughout the years how to manage some stuff. Right. But when I know that it's a larger conversation, mm-hmm. then I'm like, ooh, like you do it. Well, but I think that's something that I've always admired about you. And, and maybe other people don't know that it is something that's extra admirable about you that a lot of people don't have. And that's the ability to not be afraid. You're yeah. not afraid to have these conversations with businesses. I've watched you. I mean, I've watched you over and over and over. And it's something that I don't always have in myself that I see in you. That's interesting because we always think of people in their physicality as uh, we've been we've been trained to believe that physicality says certain things. So if you're a, a large person, you must be robust and loud oh, about yeah. it. And if you're a small person, you must be demure about things. Yeah. And people don't realize, like, it, the two of us next to one another, you are a far better business person because you're not afraid. No. And uh, I don't know if that's just the way you were raised or, or things that you saw or just who you are, but... You'll get a deal going out of anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, is I'm able to have these business conversations because I think one, I grew up in, like, I grew up as an adult in New York City. Mm-hmm. I moved there when I was 19 and I had to figure out life fast. Right. And I had to make decisions to survive. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I became um, a visual manager and then I moved up the corporate ladder where I became a multi-store senior regional manager overseeing like multiple people, multiple stores, multiple areas. So I think that it comes from both of those. And then so when I moved to LA, one of the reasons why I moved here is because I wanted like a less wild life Mm -hmm. because my life in New York was so wild that I needed like a time, like time to breathe. And, and then, and then I think I brought what I learned from, living in New York City to here and sort of just like maybe translated it to like how LA people sort of like navigate Mm -hmm. the world because a little less aggressive than New York I feel like but you still have to be smart you have to still be like you still have to like make sure that they're taking you seriously because at the end of the day it's like yeah drag can be like fun ha 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 but it's not a joke 
Right. It's a huge job. So I think that's where it comes from. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Speaking of joke, what the fuck? <laughs> I, <laughs> we went right into like serious business, but this pumpkin on your head. I mean, I knew you were coming and, you know. This is the last episode of the sort of fall season. Yes, yes. Right? Okay. And you know how much I love pumpkins, which, you, by the way, you do. do you have a favorite gourd on the table? I do. I actually really love that big blue one. This one? That's massive and gorgeous. It's amazing. This was originally gray, and then Davey was like, it needs to be blue. Yeah, no, I love it. Blue. And the way that it's so bright on the monitor is, like, gorgeous. Yeah, it really but, is cool. <laughs> so- but why not put one on your head? I wanted the whole set on my head. You were going to be here. You're known for fascinators. Yes, yes. So, um, actually, which this is not that fascinating. This it could no, be, it but, could be more grand. No, no, no. But it's good because um, it definitely falls into the spirit of going into the end of yeah. like fall season into the right. holidays. Yeah, because we're about to do holidays, and I know you love the holidays. Yeah, yeah. So, but. Lately, I have been like just doing bald or wearing wigs. You wear a lot of wigs, and you yeah. have good wigs. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I have good polyester <laughs> blends, but they work for me. Oh, and I'm happy because you wear them in, in amazing styles too. So I feel like styling up a wig, it's crazy to want to do it in human hair. It makes no sense. Yeah, human is for like flowing and yeah. like all of that, but. You do like um, I've seen you with like victory rolls. Uh, you get uh, you've worked with drag wigs on a dime. Yes, yes, yes. And I recently have been working a lot with Joe Lopez. Uh-huh. Love her. Joe's amazing. And uh, and she she makes me most of the wigs I've been wearing currently, uh-huh. but. I just sort of stopped wearing fascinators because one, I got lazy from making them. I know that sounds really bad, but like sometimes you just get in the habit and then you stop the habit, right? right. And then two, I've been really loving looking at myself bald. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love such like big costumes is because it makes up for the fact that like maybe I don't have anything going here, mm-hmm. but at least you're getting like a really amazing outfit from it. You keep looking at yourself. I know, because I look fucking amazing. You do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> I live. That's funny. Sit up with your mouth. Sit up your jerk. What? Shut your mouth. <laughs> we are back with Angina. We are cackling about uh, <laughs> ridiculousness. Um, the pumpkin is ridiculous. Yes. How are you actually putting that on your head? Like, how is that on? I've watched you for years, uh, and I watched Eddie Debar for years. Oh, yeah. Different techniques, right? Yeah. This is just a top stick. Um, this is a. Clean your scalp with some rubbing alcohol. But, you know, I don't know if you do this. My trick with alcohol wipes is to pour some more alcohol in them and Uh, shake it up because sometimes they're too dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially when you're trying to, like, get rid of something. It might need a little bit more moisture. Right. So even though, like, obviously before I came, I showered, I put makeup on. I didn't have makeup on my head. I didn't intend to do this originally. I had a wig. And then I was like, 
no, we need to do this. I really appreciate we that you did. We were chit-chatting. We were like, how fun is this? If you're going to do it, you're gonna you do need it. to do it when the queen of fascinators is here. Uh, and this is not the most fascinating, but it is it's the fab. lightest one. It's fab. It's and it's, I, light is important, especially right. because the way that I put them on my head, like, Basically, I will make up my entire head. Yeah. And wherever I put the headpiece, I will make up that part a little bit thicker. Uh-huh. And then I actually use super glue. Yes, you do. To adhere it. And that is what I learned from Miss Nina Flowers. Uh-huh. And she showed me that in season one back in 2009. And she is the reason why part of my hair uh-huh. line is gone. Because, because when you rip the super glue out... <laughs> Yeah, Nina, it's default. When you rip it out, like you can see all the hair follicles. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. So anyway, it's not even really a big deal because I do really love me being bald anyway. So it's not yeah. like I'm gonna grow out my hair anytime soon. Yeah. And if I wanted to, I could just source out some wigs from you, you know? Yeah, like some... can, there's wigs everywhere. Yeah, exactly. The it's wig fine. game is so different now than at once upon a time, right? I right? mean, even just the last yeah. 10 years. Oh my god. The last five years, like, yeah. well, you know, 15 years ago, we, I mean, I say we like I really wore them, but yeah, I wore some, but it was like crusty head fronts. Uh huh. What are they called? Hard, like a hard front. Hard, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a hard front. And then now, if it's not lace or human, it's not, it doesn't count. That's yeah, what I the mean, kids are saying, but I don't believe. When we were on season three, I've said this before, like Manila was the first person we saw with a lace front, and we were like, mind, we were like looking at it, like, what is it? Where does it come from? How could you? Is yeah. that real? And we watched her put it on. And of course, at that time, it was like we had never seen anything. So it was amazing to us. And I'm yeah. sure it was probably fully crunchy. And like she probably <laughs> had not cleaned the lace. No shit. I'm not talking shit. Um, <laughs> she cleans it now. She cleans it now. I don't know. Um, people always talk about us from season one of All Stars when we were van drivers. Oh, my God. Yes. Right. I had such a good time doing that. And uh, first of all. I was I was happy to do it with you. And second, I'm so glad we didn't have to do it in drag. Right. Can you imagine driving a van no. in like drag? No. But what was your experience like driving well, that van? Well, earlier we were ta- I was talking about how like people look at certain statures and they're like, "Oh, this person is robust because they're big and this person's diminutive because they're smaller." Um People assumed like, oh, this big old bitch is going to jump in this van and take off. You know, I got <laughs> stuck. I was in the van and fully got stuck in a one-way street. Yep. Angina was blowing through. Yeah. Driving everywhere. Not a problem. Was waving at me like, hi, bitch. <laughs> yes. Hi. Yes. And then, bye. Did you know that um, All Stars 1, I was actually supposed to be on? Oh, I believe it. Thousand percent um, believe that. So they had um, invited me. Um to be on and they really wanted to be me to be on it and at the time my work my my you know my my boy work or whatever was getting so busy that I was opening stores in Los Angeles and right. around Southern California and I was managing so many so many areas that sorry I was managing so many areas that my director at the time was like you have to make a choice mm-hmm. if you leave for all stars you can't come back. Right. Or you could stay here and not go to All Stars. And I was like, and at the time, I I I became full-time drag queen in 2017 towards 18. And at the time, that was in like 2013, maybe, mm-hmm. 14. I really liked my salary. 
I really liked my 401k. I really liked my benefits. Right. I really liked my job. So it was really hard for me to say, I'm going to quit this job and do the other job. Yeah. But as a consolation prize, <laughs> they were like, do you want to drive a van? Right. <laughs> and I was like, sure, I'll drive a van. I think I can take one day off instead of like the 30 days that they needed me yeah. to take off. But yeah. yeah, I was supposed to be on there. And uh, rumor has it, I don't know the truth to this matter, but I've been told that rumor has it that because I said no, um, that's why Mimi got the spot. Okay. Rumor has it. I don't know. Yeah. You know. Could be. Could be. I don't know. Maybe somebody at Reddit will 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 investigate. Well, you know, I feel like regardless of what we say or don't say, there's always people out there that are like, no, I actually know. Yeah. No. And what? I'm like, and I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're right. No. Okay. So you, uh, I love like your social media and stuff because you just call them bitches out. Like you're just like, no, that's bullshit. Because you could be like, you could be talking about your like a personal experience, uh-huh. you'd be like, I'm Delta work and this is what happened to me. And somebody in the comments be like, no, it didn't. Uh-huh. And you're like, what the fuck? It literally just happened yeah. to me. And you're like, how do you know it didn't happen to me? And you're just like so, like you're so gracious about it, but you call them out and put them in their place and be like, shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> It's so like, weird. It's so weird to have to do that. Yeah. You know what's weird is when people will comment something um, negative and they'll like at you like in the comments. Oh, to see, yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, you you at me. So like I and I'm maybe I always find it like maybe if I'm in an airport or something where I have like an empty time, I'm like, I now have time to rep- respond to comments. So yeah. I'll respond to positive ones, negative ones. But those ones that are negative, you'll go to respond and they're like, that person cannot be mentioned. Oh yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, oh is this is so- a game. You this just is the come game by you're and playing. shit and then run away. Yeah. Gross. Honestly, I was I I I met this like producer of reality TV recently, and uh, I was talking to him about producing a show where you somehow try and find these people that like death threat you on social oh, media wow. and show up at their house and be like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not like that, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why Why do you want to kill me? And it's like, it's sort of like catfish, you know, catfish on yes, MTV. Yes, I love. But the idea is like these people on social media that just hate you for zero reasons. I just want to show up at their house and be like, have a conversation, have some tea, some coffee and be like, What's up? Why did you say that? Yeah, why like, do you hate me? Why right. do you hate her? Like, why do you hate him? It's like, but that's that's the world we live in, you know. And it is always weird when you do say something back. They're like, no, I actually love you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love you. I just wanted to get your attention. And I'm like, you wanted to punch me in the if, arm? Yeah, you're like. my attention? You want to stick a fucking pen on my neck, but that's just calling me out I for attention? You? Yeah, like Why? that's that's weird love, you guys. Don't do that. That's weird love. That is weird love. <laughs> yeah. So that's kinky love. Have you driven a van since then? Since we did van driving? No. No, no, I haven't. I always think when I'm on the freeway, I'm like, I I would like to get one of those like sprinter vans and have it to like put clothes, some wigs, (laughs) and then just have the ability to change in it at the gig. Because, you know, some gigs you go, there's nowhere to get ready. Yeah. This actually might be um, a really good idea because sometimes I don't want to take anything out of my car and put it in my house. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I I want it to just stay in there. But obviously, I love rotating. You know my my system. Like I I I pack for the month. Right. I rotate that suitcase and then I go back. You know, 
put it in the storage, and then come back with new ones every month. So that I'm sort of like rotating the looks. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if I can have a sprinter van and just have a rolling rack, it would and be then show up in the gig and be like, okay, three numbers, one, two, three, shoe, shoe, shoes, you know what I mean? But well, it's... It would be hard for me to travel with my shoes because I have like a whole room of it. Well, the thing about you and your shoes, because we know it's like an addiction and it's an obsession. Obsession. It's an obsession. It's more of like a hobby. Let's be honest. It's an addiction and an obsession. But you work really hard and you really do love them and you take care of all of them. I do take care of mm-hmm. all of them. And uh, I I also am very smart. I only buy them on sale mm-hmm. unless it's something that I know I will never be able to get again. Right. And it's funny because I will... I will happily buy a $9 shoe at Santi Alley. Abs, then I know Are you this is kidding true me? about you. I know it's true. Because it's so good. Mm-hmm. If any queens or artists or kings and things and in-betweens ever come to L.A. to visit, mm-hmm. do not miss the opportunity to go to Santi Alley. Um, but also don't just wear it based, like, right off the rack. Style right. it a little. But anyway, shoes. I will buy I will happily buy a $9 shoe and I will happily buy a $2000 shoe. Right. And it is an obsession, it is an addiction. Um Willem came to my house about a month or so ago. She filmed my drag closet mm-hmm. and she was asking me how many pairs of shoes I had and I said like I think I have about 200. She's like absolutely impossible. Because she counted, like, how many shoes were on the shelves, how many shelves there were. And so I think we're going about, like, four or five. Four or five. Wow. Yeah, but I'm also smart. I sell them mm-hmm. when I'm done with them because mm-hmm. they some of them do retain value. Mm-hmm. And some of them have special, like, you know, some of them are special and some of them are not used. Mm-hmm. And I'll go buy new ones. Well, and the interesting thing about your um, your proclivity for shoes is the fact that you like them in drag and out of drag. I do, like- yeah. So I have one side of the room, there's five shelves of girl girl mm-hmm. shoes, and then the other side is four shelves or of boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say boys, like, you know, in between. like I like to wear little Johnny heels yeah. as a as a boy as well. Um, I don't I don't even know like where in the spectrum I am and you know, like, but I just love fashion so much. Right. And um, I think I I worked in fashion for so long that I appreciate it a lot. Mm-hmm. Lately, I've been very casual. I like a black T-shirt, a black pant, a black short, and some sneakers. But whenever I get the opportunity to, like, dress up as Angina or as Ryan, like, I want to be able to have the options and say, oh, you know what? I want to wear these shoes that I haven't worn right. in three years, you know? And it feels new and exciting to me and and... Why not? Treat yourself. Well, we're in a beautiful, like a beautiful time. I mean, there's it, there's a lot of scary shit going on in the world. But yeah. we are in a place where we can uh, not stress out so much about having to explain why we can acknowledge duality. Yeah. You don't have to you don't yeah. have to say anything. Like yeah. or, or if you want to, you can. Yeah. If yeah. people are like, I I I've realized this. This is who I am now, then make your announcement and I want to hold space for it and I want to love you for it. Yeah. But if there's people that are like, mm, I I'm I don't even need to be there or I don't know if I'm there. Right. I'm in a place where I want to do it all. Yeah. Then do it all. Yeah. Um, I was having this conversation about how the younger generation are so brave and so mm-hmm. organic when it comes to like owning 
their gender and their okay. sexuality and their theirness and and I feel like sometimes you know I I get inspired by these people and I like will go out and shop. I was like, oh, that maybe I'll wear a skirt mm-hmm. as Ryan, maybe, and then I put it on and I feel like such a poser. <laughs> I feel like I'm like I'm too old for this. No, I. Feel but you. then at the same time, it's like, but I feel fabulous in it. So mm-hmm. I think for me, like the shoes sort of like help. Whatever is like going on in my mind because I build my outfit from it, right? And it just helps me express like how I want to express myself at the time being, right? So I like that there's no boundaries. I like that there's no, um, no one's telling me like I can or I cannot do this. It's really like me right. that have to like say, you know what? I look fabulous. I feel fabulous. I'm gonna do it t- this way today. I'm gonna do it this way tomorrow, and just live my life free. Because I I, I'm literally I like I know I look like I'm 22, but I'm I'm about to be 42 years old, and you know I'm I'm ready to just be free and yeah. stress free and live my life. And if anybody else has anything to say about that, you know what? Fuck you. It's not your life. It's mine. <laughs> How about that? How about that? How about that? <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> We are back with Angina. This is the uh, portion of the podcast called Read Me Delta, where people send in letters. Oh, okay. Read Me Delta! Um, sometimes they ask, 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 what was the word you said earlier? I can't remember. Devoon? No, that's you. Grandiwos. <laughs> Grandiwos. There's never really a way to come back. I do that sometimes. Like I'll pronounce a word and I know the right way to pronounce it, but my mouth won't do it. And then I'm, and then you'll say it and you'll try to like, I try to just like run with it. Like, yeah, like yeah, that's like how nobody it goes. Heard. Yeah, like nobody heard. Nobody it. heard. Right? Um, it's funny because, you know, now I, I host a lot now uh-huh. uh, for shows. Um, and... I often sometimes, not often and sometimes, that can be the same thing, right? I often say, like, the wrong things, and then I'll blame it for being Filipino. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the other the other day, like, a few weeks ago, somebody was like, you moved here in 94. That excuse does not work anymore. And I was no, like, that is true, but it's... I don't think it's an excuse, <laughs> and I don't think it's a blame. I think it is a reason and an explanation because you are bilingual. Yeah. You have every right. That, <laughs> anybody to me that is bilingual is far smarter than anyone oh. else because you're carrying two completely different languages. First of all, the English language itself is so fucking weird yeah. because of all. Why are there silent letters? <laughs> How? Who is that helping? Why are silent letters helping anyone? Oh, I wish I can explain the Filipino language because there's also like words. There there could be one word that means like five things. I like that. And it's the way you pronounce it. I can even like I can even like think Can you of go I, I I know this. But you know what I mean? Like You could go, um you could go, um you could go Bakla. <laughs> Or you could go, bakla. Bakla. That's not what you're talking about. But, but you know, you but know. But I know what yeah, you mean. No, that's yeah. not what you're talking about. Or you could about, be like, oh, but... in, in English terms, it'd be like, work. 
work right work you know what i mean like yeah yeah but it's it's just the way that you pronounce it okay so letters from the fans so if you uh want to send a letter in you can send it to readmedelta at gmail.com questions about anything could be about hats vintage hats it could be about driving vans it could be about why there is torani syrup here but it's not i was gonna but why you. is it not sugar free? Why is also are these our sponsors? Because I love Voss water. Well, I'll tell you why. I, I've come to the conclusion. My, my producer Mark puts the Voss water out. It is beautiful, but I also think maybe it's my plea to Voss Entertainment <laughs> to put me to work. <laughs> Please, I beg of you. Can't do you, you do work? something? Do you want to work the world? I want. I don't know if I can do the whole world, but I mean, there's got to be somebody out there. I've been telling people for a while now. I'm like. Is it there's somebody that wants to go? I feel like everyone's sharing my fucking like they share the the the, the podcast. I want to come do the podcast with live you. somewhere. Yeah, I I'm actually down. Let's get that sprinter van and go. I actually got to do um, a gig. I had so much fun. It was in Seattle. That's right at the queer at bar. The queer and you bar. messaged to me. You messaged me and you said queer bar will be reaching out to you. And I had a blast. If you ever are in Seattle and you get to go to the queer bar. So much fun. And it wasn't even very Delta Live, but I was there with um, the whole cast of entertainers. And we did this little thing called the Shit Talk series. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was kind of like a mini, very Delta Live. Yeah. I would love to go back to Seattle and do that. Yeah. It was a blast. So the the Queer Bar is my home in Seattle. And uh, they really are amazing. And when I was there two weeks before you were coming, everyone was literally talking how excited they were that you were coming. And that's when I texted you and was like, everyone in Seattle is ready for you. So excited. So I'm glad. Jane Don't was there. She was the host. And she had her own little, like, it was kind of like her thing. And I was her guest at like talking. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. A blast. I love it. You're you're originally from Seattle. I am. I'm from Seattle. I grew up in um, a little city called Linwood. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and I went to high school there. And right after high school, I moved to New York City. What's the difference between the people in Seattle, the people in New York, the people in L.A.? What's the vibe difference? Seattle is very chill. Mm-hmm. New York is very um, goal-oriented. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Seattle is also very outdoorsy. And then L.A. is very, like, I'm going to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I think funny. that kind of it does hit the nail on the head. It does. It's funny that um, I know you're about to read this, but it's funny because when I moved here in 2007, I jokingly said when I got to my apartment in Hollywood, it's like Angina's gonna be famous. And then six months later, I got booked for Drag Race. Yeah, isn't that wild? It is wild. Anyway, I regret it. <laughs> you don't regret <laughs> shit. Dear Delta, I read in the newspaper that mom partnered with straights because that's business. My question is: It forever dog or? Forever Dong. Do you like dongs? Love you, Andrew G. from New York City. Hmm. My question is, is it Forever Dog or Forever Dong? <laughs> well, I don't know why. Why I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I I try to stay out of men's business. Um, I I don't I don't know why why I, why there was a mom as part of Forever Dog. It works. It does work. This this, this space. There's like I I, I tell people like. This building, there's so many different podcasts happening at any given time that um, uh, one of our uh, one of our I'll say higher ups was walking down the <laughs> hall and saw me just walking down in cargo shorts, a dress, a pumpkin on my head, and Brett just looks at me and goes, "Good morning." 
It just doesn't dawn on people because in any given time, you could see Meatball eating hot wings um, with like a beautiful wig on and like, you know, lashes this big. Then you could see a band playing in here. Yeah. People are moving desks in and out. Like, I, I don't know, but it just seems to work. Like mom and forever dog. It, it works. Listen, sometimes a partnership with the straights is okay. You know, these are, we're talking about dads, like new dads. Daddies? Yeah, like new dads uh, with wives who come here oh, and wives. like, and they, we're lucky. You know what I mean? We're really yeah, lucky. Yeah. I don't know about their dongs, <laughs> but I'm curious. Yeah, and maybe it's a forever secret. Yeah. I, I am curious about dongs. Uh, and dad dongs, you know, and we could find out more about that. But you know what, um, Andrew G from NYC, um, I don't know if you're a native New Yorker, but I bet you know about uh, are, are dongs different in New York than they are in L.A.? I think dongs is pretty much similar to similar, every city. But they're very natural but in they, Seattle. But, <laughs> but they're <laughs> you're very natural, I think. And the ones in L.A. just want to be famous. They just want to be famous. <laughs> They're going to lie about it on Instagram. They are. Okay, the next letter. By Ooh. the way, when I was in Seattle, I was like, do I I feel obligated to wear a North Face jacket? No, like, did you? I, did you I, buy I, one? I had at home. I One time I was at the airport. You know, I'm one of those people at the airport where I have no budget. Oh, my God, yeah. Whatever's in the airport, if it's for sale, I'm buying it. Okay, how many, speaking of which, how many uh, neck pillows do you have? Too many. Well, I have ones that have dancing avocados on them. I have ones that are plaid. I say this because every time I'm at the airport, I'm, I'm at the airport a lot. You know, I love to travel, yeah. work or pleasure. Like 80% of the time, I will forget my neck pillow. Yeah. So I was cleaning my room the other day. <laughs> oh, no. And I have 11. 11. Stop it. Who needs 11 neck Stop pillows? Stop it. 11. You should have a sale. I should have a sale. You should have a sale. Or you should have a it's got Angina's sweat on it. It's yeah. worth a lot of money. What do you think the most is that you've paid for a neck pillow? Oh, they're like 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever... Are they all from the airport or are you ever stuck at like no, TJ Maxx? No, all, all at the airport. All at the airport. Yeah. 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 Do you have a snack that you like to get at the airport at the Hudson News? Doritos, nacho yeah. cheese, nacho and a cheese. Diet Coke. <gasps> Yeah. We share that love. Yeah, we do. Coke. Yeah, I like that. Next letter. Dear Delta and sensual guest. Sensual. <laughs> have you ever hooked up with a crazy gym and juice muscle guy and thought to yourself, this body is fucking weird and looks better than it feels? Like it's giving Nagahide couch and you sort of want to poke it with a finger, but not look up at and but not hook up with it. Just super overdone, like a vacuum-sealed bag of clothes. I don't know. Very Lanny. Have you ever hooked up with somebody that Lanny. was... Lanny. You, you thought the body looked good, but you were like, ew. Um, so before I was married, mm -hmm. I was a hoe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, not long, long ago, ago. I was a hoe. <laughs> and I was... Okay, so... Um, and like I said, my adulthood all happened in New York City mm -hmm. and it was full of parties and it was full of full of many different people and I I do remember <laughs> I'm listening <sighs> sometimes I can be TMI but I don't want the producer to say you know just get right into it <laughs> no. and then you'd have to tell them you're not the editor but okay so <laughs> you can say whatever you want. This is so, your space. Okay, there was this man that I used to hook up with back in like 2000 and I don't know, five. Okay. 
and he was like a firefighter, uh-huh. and he was built like uh-huh. a Roman like god. Uh-huh. But he was the Nellius bottom, uh-huh. and that's what I'm gonna say about that. Yeah. <laughs> And and did you like did you call him Bambi or like No, did you... no, but um he definitely liked like being the submissive person. Sure. sure. And uh and I sometimes like to feel out my top fantasy. Yeah. And and during that time when you you know, when I was younger, I was single, I was living in New York City, like I was very free of my sexuality. I was just like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember him being like, literally every inch of him was like so perfect, I guess. Yeah. And like so manufactured mm-hmm. that it almost seemed like it wasn't like correct that I was the one who was like being dominant. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. This anyway. is a weird theme that's running through, but it makes sense. Again, those optics. When people look at a certain thing, um, they think, oh, this is what a bottom looks like. This is what a top yeah. looks like. This is who you're supposed to be with. And yeah. um, I, I just, I, that's so interesting. Even, um, this isn't the same thing, but, I've, but, but I'm sure you've seen it. Um, partners that look exactly like one another. Oh, when there's like a TikTok where it says brothers or partners or something like that. I just spit on you. I just spit on you. God damn it. Uh, You're blessed. Yeah, yeah, twins or partners or brothers or or siblings or whatever. Yeah, I've seen those. And they even have ones like where it's like a a hetero relationship Uh when it's like a girl and a boy and they literally like you sometimes you can't tell they're like I think they're brothers and sisters. And right. then they start making out and they're like, oh my God, they're fucking. Right. And they are brother and sister. Yeah. And they are. Gross. But have you, like, like um, before you were, like. Before before I was an old married woman? Yes. Yeah, we old, are old married women. We are old married women. Right. Um, I, no, I, I think I have, I have been with many, many uh, body types. Definitely. Um, you know, there was a time like when we were all like we were all peanuts girls, like, mm-hmm. you know, working at seven, nine, six, nine. And we would all feel the fantasy of like showing up in drag and leaving in drag and going to the restaurant in drag. And the and the chasers, you know, we don't yeah. say that word anymore. But at the time that we would say tranny chaser, mm-hmm. they would come to the bar and they had their pickings. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there was, do. what did, what does uh, little Kim say? Chicks by the layers, all different flavors. And ah. it always would surprise people because they would go, oh, you know, this hot guy over here. And they're like, he's going with her? Yeah. Why her? Yeah. And you're like, well, because they have a certain, um, at that time, uh, a certain um, type of femininity that they liked, yes, right? Yes. And so they might say like, oh no, I like an athletic girl. Yes. Or, ooh, I like a big fluffy girl. Yes. Or, and I, I think for them too, obviously this is like a fantasy. Mm-hmm. So it's a fantasy being fulfilled. And so if they've already been f- been fulfilled by a bald Asian, mm-hmm. then they're going to want a headpiece Lady. <laughs> they want pumpkin lady. Yeah, they want pumpkin lady next. You know what I mean? So it's like checking the boxes of like, okay, but I had pumpkin true. lady, I had bald Asian, and then mm-hmm. now maybe I'm gonna, you know, uh, uh, maybe I'll get another. But right. at, at the time before, you know, before everything is called out on social media, at the time these were like taboo moments. Right. But they were like, but you, you can make them 
they're they're taboo, but you can make them still fun and special. Right. Right. And and now it's like danger, danger. And it's like, yeah, that's true. There's probably danger that mm-hmm. surrounded like even like the experiences from years, years ago. But at the same time, like it's different time and you know, you're feeling out your like your fantasies and stuff, which I think I think people seem to forget that like it's okay to be, you know, adventurous. Yeah. Yeah. W- uh, w- wanderlust. Wanderlust. Yeah. Wanderlust. I'm learning okay. so much English words today. Stop it. Um, <laughs> thank you for being here. This, oh, my God. This blew by. I, I say that every interview wait, I do. Wait, is it over? This is it, girl. Girl, part girl. two. <laughs> this is it. This is this is where we are. Part two. Um, where are you on social media? Like, where can people find you? So you can find me on all of my social media under Angina. Oh, my Venmo is also on Gina. <laughs> and my Cash App is also on Gina. Venmo. Um, but yeah, it's all on Gina. Instagram is probably the one that I use the most. Same. And uh and yeah, you'll find all of my adventures there, including um, I've been producing um, some things, mm-hmm. and I have a monthly, uh, uh, I have a monthly dance party at the Virgil. Uh huh. Um, it's called Persuasion. Uh huh. And it's a cool place for queer Asians and our friends, allies, and families, and partners. And lovers, so that's um, that's once a month at the last Friday of every month. Mm-hmm. But I also have a new one um, at the chapel, okay. and that's top forties. Get your dance on, get your groove on, and it's also a win for queer Asians. And it's called Boba, uh-huh. <laughs> a new dance party with a taste of Asian excellence because everybody loves Boba, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's every Thursday starting in December. And do you use, like, can I go there and have this, like, a straw like this? <laughs> yes! Yes! I don't know if actually this is big enough for boba, but maybe, like, mini bobas. Do you pretend to smoke with a straw like this? You know what? Back in the day, yes, but I'm not that... Not anymore. Duvoon. <laughs> Duvoon. Duvoon. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. I'm watching Very Delta. We come out every Monday. Please subscribe to Mom Podcast right here on the Mom Podcast YouTube channel so you don't miss an episode. And search for Very Delta on your favorite podcast apps and subscribe to Mom Plus for even more Very Delta. You can send all your questions to readmedelta at gmail.com and you can follow me on Instagram at Delta Work. You can also follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at Very Delta because if you're not, you're only getting half the Delta. Join me next week right here. And until then, make sure you keep things very Delta. This episode of Very Delta was brought to you by Orange Diamond, the official emoji of the Very Delta show. Theme from Delta Works. Very Delta by the Wilpitz Orchestra. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and produced by Mark Jacobs. Engineered by Margot Padilla and editing by Doug Robertson. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. <laughs>